Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Better Leader Podcast. We're actually on episode number five, and today we're going to be talking about leading with emotion. Leading with emotion. Now, the reality is, is our emotions get a bad rap, especially when it comes to leadership. But the reality is, is our emotions as leaders can actually help us to be more efficient and more effective. We're going to talk some stories. We're going to talk about emotional health, how we can achieve that, what that looks like. But let's start off with three reasons why our emotions can actually help us to be more effective. Number one is this, is our emotions can actually raise the temperature of the room. Uh, you, You know, think about this. Our emotions have the ability to evoke responses in others, motivating them to do something they wouldn't do on our own. Our emotions can raise the temperature of our team. Now, on the flip side of that, our emotions can also lower the temperature of our team, which highlights the importance of leading with proper emotions, the right emotions at the right time. But our emotions do serve as a multiplier, and they can compound and make us more effective. And the second thing is this, is our emotions can help us to relate and to connect with those who are following us. You know, I've had the opportunity in my life to follow a lot of great leaders, and one of the things that I love to see is their their happiness, their sadness, their joy, their their sorrow, their celebratory moments, because this, seeing their emotion, it reminds me, hey, they're real people just like I am, especially if it's someone I look up to. I understand, hey, they're a real person like me. They've got real emotions, real feelings, and it encourages me and motivates me to continue to press on. The third thing is this, is our emotions can give us a pulse as to what's going on in our lives personally, and it gives us a pulse into what's going on with our team or our organization. I know for me, my emotions help to show me, man, why am I feeling this way? As I start to think, why am I feeling this way? It gives me insight into how I'm leading and helps me to adjust and tailor my leadership more effectively as I understand how I'm feeling. The second thing is this, is it gives us insight into the pulse of our team. If everyone on your team is stressed, it may mean it's a busy season. Maybe you need to come in and add levity and some fun to what's going on. If everyone's stressed or there's kind of this negative emotion, uh, perhaps your culture's bad and you need to address that. On the flip side, if it's positive, there's joy, there's energy, there's excitement, and there's momentum at what's going on, then you need to stop and take a moment and say, man, how can we replicate this? How can we continue to build on what's going on? Emotions give us a pulse into what's happening. They also help us to connect with others and they can raise the temperature of our team. Now, here's the deal. If you're listening to this, you're watching this, you're a leader. You have a vision either for yourself or for your organization. You have goals in mind. And as you're going to achieve that, here's what I want you to remember is your emotions are along for the ride, but they shouldn't be driving the car. Your emotions are along for the ride to achieve your vision, your goals, your dreams, the visions of your organization, but they shouldn't be driving the car. What we have to do is we have to take and especially personally understand that oftentimes our thoughts are what are driving our emotions. Our thoughts are usually what are driving our emotions. If you don't take anything away uh, else away from this podcast, maybe this is it, is that your thoughts are often driving your emotions. So if you want to be healthy emotionally, you have to have healthy thoughts. You have to have a healthy thought life, and you've got to take inventory of the way that you are thinking. Our thoughts often drive our emotions. Now, our emotions are a key part of who we are. They're important. They're along for the ride. 
side, but they shouldn't be driving the car. They shouldn't be driving the car. Now, if you're listening to this also, you probably are somewhere along this spectrum. I would call this the emotional scale or maybe the the emo scale if you're into 2007 uh, emo music, but the emotional scale, right? You're probably either under-emotional or over-emotional. So for me, I am someone who is over-emotional, and we'll talk about that in a second, but some of you may be under-emotional. You struggle to show your emotions. The reality is, is there's a sweet spot there, a balance in our emotions when we show the right emotions at the right times in the appropriate settings and with the appropriate people. And when we can do that, when we have this balance uh, in our lives, we can actually lead most effectively. So let's talk to the over-emotional people who I can relate to so well. Let's talk with you all first, and I'll tell you a story um, to kind of show you my over-emotion. I remember when I was 19, I was coaching high school baseball, and uh, it was the first game I ever coached. I was so nervous. I remember how nervous I was just driving to the field, and we're playing in this small tournament out in the middle of nowhere in Clever, Missouri. There's no Nobody watching hardly, uh, but I'm fired up and I am cranked up. I remember early on in the game, it, it, there was a call that was made by the field umpire, and I just didn't agree with it. And before I knew it, it was almost like I was in autopilot uh, mode in a sense. I was out in the middle of the field arguing that, with this umpire, making myself look like a fool, really. Thankfully, this umpire had a lot of grace for me, and he helped diffuse the situation. He was like, hey, uh, a big guy, hey, you know, I'm baby-faced, 19-year-old. He says, hey, hey, let's let's calm down for a minute. Let's talk about this. And, you know, that was a moment for me where I started to recognize I'm overly emotional. And I've seen that uh, in every area of leadership, from my family uh, to my friends uh, to where I work. I've seen that sometimes that over-emotion can actually plague me. What does over-emotion when it's negative do to us? It can make us erratic. It can make our behavior uh, unpredictable. I mean, I don't want to serve someone who's an under uh, an unpredictable leader, and you probably don't either. But if we're overly emotional, we'll be unpredictable. What else is negative that comes out of that is that sometimes when you work for an overly emotional leader, you're walking on pins and needles or on eggshells. Nobody wants to make a mistake. Nobody wants to do anything wrong. People would rather remain stagnant than push forward because they're scared of the emotional backlash or the emotional dumping that's going to take place on them from their leader. This is not what you want. We as leaders want to be uh, not, we don't want to be predictable in every sense of the word, but we don't want to be unpredictable for sure. We want to be predictably consistent. We don't want to be unpredictable. We also don't want people to walk on eggshells around us. That that limits us from having a true evaluation of what's going on. We're not getting good feedback, and all those things are lessened if we're overly emotional. So if we're overly emotional, we probably understand, and you're probably thinking like, yeah, I get it. I know when my emotions aren't serving me well in situations or dealing with circumstances, but what do we do about it? How do we, how, what are some things that help us to remove the emotion from our decisions and our leaderships in a positive way? Well, I would encourage you to do this. The next time you feel such strong emotion coming on, I want to tell you something. Slow down. This is something that helps me so much is to slow down. When I slow down, I begin to make better decisions. I have better clarity. I'm not going to say something that I regret. But when I don't do that, when I'm ramped up and I keep and I, and I get cranked up, I'm going to make decisions I regret. I'm going to say things I don't mean, and I'm going to have regrets 
later. So I want to slow myself down. Another thing that helps me not only in my leading at work, but really in my leading with my family and and being a father is to just give myself some space. If I feel that I'm trending towards over emotion, I need to just give myself some space for a minute and I need to collect my thoughts and I need to to regather myself emotionally before I re-enter the situation. You're not always gonna be able to do that, but when you can, give yourself some space. Also, give yourself some time if you can. Time is a great way to just get away from the situation and that removes some of the emotional weight of it and allows you to think with clarity. So slow down if you can. Give yourself time. Give yourself space if you're that overly emotional person. What about our people out there who are underly emotional? They're under emotional in their leadership. And what are the negative side effects of this? If we we fail to show emotion, earlier we talked about it. When a leader show emotion, we're allowed to connect with them. We can relate to them. But when there's a lack of emotion, it kind of creates a distance and a barrier between the leader and the people who are supposed to be following them. At one point, I worked in an organization and we had a leader who uh, you know, what, what would be what I consider uh, a person I spent time around who was underly emotional. And what that did is it kind of created a distance in leadership, right, between leadership and those of us who are following them. There was this distance. There was this disconnect. It wasn't that anything unhealthy was going on. It's just we all kind of felt like we were doing things on our own. There wasn't this emotional tie together because we didn't see any emotion from our leader. And and that's what we want. We want to see emotion from our leader because it ties us. It connects us together. It makes us all feel as if we're on mission and carrying uh the same vision as we go about our work. And so when there's a lack of emotion, it can seem as distance. It can create just kind of a disconnect that happens. So what do you do if you are underly emotional? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to ask yourself the question, why? Why are you underly emotional? Why do you struggle to show your emotion at all? Why is that the case? Is it that you grew up in a situation where emotions weren't talked about? That wasn't something that your family discussed? Maybe you need to go and look back at that and say, man, did my, was my family's approach and my upbringing, were we healthy emotionally? Maybe it's that you have some fears in your leadership. Maybe you've got some things you're self-confident or you're self-conscious about or you lack confidence in. Oftentimes, this can lead you to want to be closed off and to not show emotion to people. And this, this lack of emotion, the lack of transparency, the lack of people feeling connected to you, what that's going to do is it's going to create a disconnect in your leadership. So I want you to ask yourself why. Now, here's the deal. Regardless of where you're at on this spectrum, and the reality is, is we're probably all, all over this spectrum at different times, what we can't have either individually and in our organizations is attitudes like this. Well, that's just my personality. That's who I've always been. That's just how my family was growing up. That's the way they always are. That's the way they always act. This is an attitude that will kill the culture of our organization. I'll give you an example. One time I was responsible for ordering some catering uh, and doing some lunch for, uh, for a group of people. I was hosting the lunch. And so I made this catering order. And when we went to pick it up, the order was incorrect. And the employee who was there spoke actually very poorly 
to myself, I've actually probably never had a worse customer service interaction. But in that moment, for whatever reason, I did remain calm and collected. But in speaking to the management later, I was just like, you know, why, what happened? And they're like, well, that person is always this way. And that right there, the management's response in, to that employee of like, that's just the way they always are. That gave me so much insight into that culture. Without even like being a part of it, I understood that they tolerated behavior, poor emotional behavior, because they said that's just the way that person always is. We can't do that for ourselves. Listen, here's the deal. You can grow. Whether you struggle with being under-emotional or over-emotional, I'm here to tell you that you can grow in your emotional health. And the second thing is this, is the people around you, the people who are following you, they can grow in their emotional health as well. But they have to have a clear vision for what that looks like. And you're the one who's responsible for painting that clear vision. And how do you paint a clear vision of what it looks like to live with emotional health? You have to lead by example. And so if you're wondering, okay, I hear all this and I understand that. What's the takeaway? What's one of the most valuable things you can do in order to lead with emotion the right way? At least for me, this is what I've noticed, is I've started to look at the people who I respect the most in terms of how they carry themselves emotionally. And I look, how do they respond to situations? How do they respond to a negative person? How do they respond to a positive person? How do they create more positive emotion for the people around them? One of the people that I work with that I so respect is a man named Tom Demers. Now, Tom is someone that uh, shows emotion in a very healthy manner. He's, he, he, you can see his emotion. He doesn't completely rid himself of emotion. But I've seen him in some intense situations. What... I so respect about him is he maintains his composure all the time. He's never too up. He's never too down. He's right there. He's got a great balance. And to me, that has built so much respect for me towards him because he carries himself in a healthy way emotionally. So you've got to get around people. And if there's no one in your organization or no one in your circle, you got to find someone who you really respect in the way that they carry themselves emotionally because our emotions are so important. We're wired with them. They're a part of our lives and they really can serve as a multiplier to make us more effective. So we've got to read around people and build a circle of people who we respect in the way that they carry themselves emotionally. And we start to evaluate and look at, man, how do they respond to the situations and circumstances that not only leadership brings them, but life brings them in general. If we can be healthy emotionally and lead with our emotion, man, and, and you know, for me, I'm not someone who I want to limit the emotion in my life. I, I would say that I'm someone I love. Well, I think one of the, the strengths I have as a leader is that I'm passionate about those things, about things. Now that Passion can, can drive me to anger, but it can also drive me to help motivate other people. So I've got to utilize it in the right way. I don't want to rid myself of all emotion, and I also don't want to show all my emotion all the time. I want to be emotionally healthy as a leader, and I want to lead with emotion in the proper manner. And I want that for you as well. And we've got to get around people who are doing the same thing. There is power to leading with our emotions. I want to thank you all for joining 
joining me again for this episode, episode number five of the Better Leader Podcast. If you're still listening, watching, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, If you're consuming it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, go ahead, like, subscribe, leave a review there. And if it's been meaningful to you, would you go ahead and share this with someone? We'll catch you all next time on the Better Leader Podcast.